Frankie Podcast, episode Woo! 541. I am Susie Meister. I'm Sarah Rice. And we are here to entertain. What if we just didn't have anything to say this time? Will that what, ever happen? That's impossible. I always have stuff to say. There's like <laughs> a million things. I can update you on, on so... I, you give me a subject, I guarantee I can talk about it no, for... I'm good. Like, I just worry. Yeah. Because like, what if we do... Compl- okay, this impossible. is going to go dark real quick, okay? Okay. Don't Let me worry. Go I'm dark. feeling very light, so I'll, I'll, I'll okay, bring it back up if we need to be. Susie being revelatory and sharing okay. something secret that I normally <gasps> don't. Okay. Oh, let's see. So, you know, sometimes I have dark periods mm-hmm. and I have, you know, trigger warning about, you know, mm-hmm. like wanting to mm-hmm. get out of this earth. Okay. So yeah. like, you know, sometimes it gets real serious and I'm like, I got to get out of here, meaning life. Oh, <clears throat> but it's okay. So yes. those are then I thought, what can I do? <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. That's so nice. It's true. Okay. I'm always here. And so I thought I need to come up with like a system where like I almost say, okay, fine, you can do that. But then I have to qualify it. So my qualifier was you can do that once you've finished reading everything on your book list. (laughs) Susie. But keep in mind, I add books every day, okay? Like, Everybody, you need to go talk, talk, go to Susie's Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> recommend books. No, no, no. It's keep that list was, long. This is why it's a great plan. That is not ever going ever. to end. Right. right. I have right. so many, so much I want to learn, and so much I still need to oh. read in this world and figure out. Yeah. So I will do that. <laughs> your, your your thirst for knowledge and information is. That's you it's saving my life. Yeah. It's saving your life. That's yeah. beautiful. But I do feel like everybody has something. Like oh yeah. That. I mean, I we've been there. I've been there yeah, in those right. thoughts of like, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like what is like, this all what about? If, what is this? Yeah. What does it matter? And then you just have to like I feel like those are the times where I try to zoom in and focus on the small things. Oh. Like look at a tree or a flower or the moon. Sometimes Mostly that nature. would not work for me, but sometimes mm-hmm. it would. Mm-hmm. So I or had to find child. like a foolproofer. No, because the mind tricks you and tells you like he'd be better off. <gasps> you know, Don't when you're in the mind. really... Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, for real, that's what happens. That's why people end oh. up doing it because their mind lies to them and says, you know, the world would be better off without you. It's a trick, oh, but I'm just saying it happens to people sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the point of this story was that I feel the same way about our topics. Like if we ever run out of topics, it's Impossible. a similar, right? it's a similar problem. Uh, it, yes. It is a similar problem. We have so wonderful good. people who like keep, you know, us mm, talking because they send us wonderful things. And like, you can pick any subject and I will guarantee like I got at least a couple hours of material on it. Yeah, and like even if nobody know, wants to hear, listen to it, <laughs> people that I don't are know. fascinating. This Earth is fascinating, so we will continue talking about how fascinating it all is. Okay. Excuse me, I just burped a little. I can't drink. I love how you're in a mood today. It's cracking me up. Before I am started, in a mood. <laughs> but before I'm we in a started serious recording, mood. Sarah was like, "I had coffee, and now I can't, can't quit talking." Oh my god! Like I, I should not drink coffee. Like Sarah, on no, no, like on natural, no nothing yeah. in my system. Yes. 
Whew, and then I have coffee. Oh my God. I do feel like, like, I feel like my heart's going to explode and I cannot sit still in my chair. I have to like take deep breaths. You, oh my God, you're a live wire. That is so Live fun. wire right now. So like, who knows what I'm going to say? I embrace it. Okay. First of all, um, let me just say, if you're not in our documentary club, I think you should Ooh. join because- yes. Fucking documentaries are so great. So great. And the one that we chose for August was um, Dick Johnson is Dead, which sounds ridiculous and kind of is, but explores ideas about mortality and, Mm. um, you know, your relationship with your parents and what happens when they are at the end of their life and all that stuff. But it's framed in this bonkers setup where this filmmaker convinced her dad to like simulate his death in a million different ways god that's so funny and he agreed probably because he's the best thing ever did you watch it yet sarah i have not well let me just i'm busy making tiktoks what can i say (laughs) if and when you do just remember this man who's like 80 or something 85 maybe is like my ultimate man he is the coolest most charismatic, charming. He's a psychiatrist. Hmm. Like just Well, you know how you have a thing for older men. I have a thing for older men. I have a thing for smart guys. And yes. I love people with a twinkle in their eye, and he has one. Aww. And uh, Dick Johnson is so cool. So anyway, you guys should Dick join. Dick Johnson, what an unfortunate name. Do you think he has a big dick? He goes... The funny thing is, I don't know what his first name is because it's C. Richard Johnson. So, like, he oh. chose to go by Dick. What if his first name was, like, Cock? <laughs> stop. Sarah, stop. What if? <laughs> Cock Dick Johnson. I love making Susie laugh like that. There really isn't anything better. I mean, she did not think I was going to say that. That is comedic genius because, I mean, just the fact that there was a euphemism for penis <laughs> that starts with a C is so lucky. Ah, it really is. Oh, oh so Susie, happy. see, this is why we'll never run out of material. <laughs> because of you, not me. No problem. No, you, it's like, it's like, you're, the, it's like an assist. You, you throw it up and I just like, but put I'm, in the hoop. No I'm problem. a straight man. And then accidentally set you up for like these genius bits. My God. It's the best. I love it. Cocktail. Okay, Susie, pull it together. Did I have coffee? Okay. Right. Uh, So anyway, even if you're not in the documentary club, you should watch it. It's on Netflix, and I think it might even be on Hulu too, but it's really great, and it made me cry. It made me laugh, all those good things, and um, Mm. it's just a really clever film. You know when you see something and you're like, what? That is unique. That is something I've never seen before. That's what Dick Johnson is dead is like. But anyway. Oh, I love that. Last night. Documentaries are good for that. Yes. Oh, so let me take a minute and just (laughs) get serious here and talk about something else I love, which is Theragun. Oh, Oh, my God. Is this a lifesaver? Adam and I have been using it every single day. It's a handheld percussive therapy device. It is so helpful with like deep tissue, like muscle tension. It's like power, speed, depth, but it's super Mm -hmm. quiet. It's not like one of those contraptions where you're like, what is happening? (laughs) It's so good. And it's really helpful after a workout. It's helpful if you have stiff muscles or if you sit at your desk all day. 
And it is so convenient. You can just do it at home. And then, like, um, they have the screen on their LED screen. It can tell you, like, how to move it in a way that will be beneficial. It's just great. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash brain candy right now. Get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash brain candy. Therabody.com slash brain candy. That's a new URL. So I just, if you forget, you can go on our website and I'll have it there. Um, Okay. So last night I started a new documentary series, which was. Um, I think it's called Knockout, and it's about Mike Tyson. Oh, I would have not expected you to like that. <clears throat> oh, I hate sports, but I love yeah. sports documentaries. Isn't that funny? <laughs> well, because there's a lot of the coolest parts of life in sports Yes, that I can appreciate. I just don't want to watch the games and the matches and the fights and right. stuff. Right, Oh, I don't hate watching fights. Well, that's what I'm wondering, like... It seems like you would appreciate boxing, but that you would be like Ugh. creeped Ugh. out by it too. I I do not like people because I get that um, Vegas nerve response where you I feel like you feel it. I feel it in my body, and it's like too. Like, same reason. <sighs> I mean, I can watch it in the Olympics because they don't fall that bad. But like skateboard videos, I can't watch them. I love skateboarding, but I hate watching the falls because it physically hurts my body. So that's what it feels like when I see these people get hurt. And so I don't even enjoy it because I'm watching it through my fingers okay. or not at all with my eyes closed. It's over. It can be overwhelming, yeah, if you're that kind of a person. Well, remember how I wa- was about the um, Michael Jordan series? I said it changed yes. my life. I mean, you should be prepared yes. for this sort of reaction <gasps> because oh I, 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 like I said, I just really get into the documentaries about it. And this one is great because it explores like his private life, his growing up and how he was raised and you get some insight on what, because he's an enigmatic character where you're like, what? It's the question, what happened to you? (laughs) Don't you agree? Yes, absolutely. Like That's like the question that now I run everything through. Right. And- when you even just watch an interview with him, he's so yeah. unusual in the way that he presents combined with that unusual way of speaking. I guess yeah. it's a lisp or whatever that gentle yeah. speech is um, combined with his sort of enormous physical presence and his strength. I don't know. He's just... Um, it's interesting that the lisp hasn't gone away or there hasn't been any... You know, that a couple of speech therapy classes should work that right out. Is that true, though, with lisps? I, I think so. Okay. Maybe he likes it. I mean, it. every child that I've known who's had one was able to go to speech, like a speech pathologist who... I but, do not work in that field. Like, I, that's a different kind of therapy, so... Maybe it's like I do learning a language say. where if you don't do it early enough, then it doesn't stick. Oh, interesting. We're going to need some... Because let me tell you, that guy was Speech not getting therapists. any resources as a child. He was in really like the worst part surprise of me. New York, and mm. you know, grew up in that fight or flight mode, which rewires your yeah. brain and makes you mm. different than you would be otherwise. One thing that I had to mention, though, that I thought was so interesting was, and I never knew this happens, but especially in Brooklyn, where he grew up, they have um, pigeon racing. Are you familiar? Oh, no. Okay, I wasn't familiar either. Pigeon racing. <laughs> now, 
are on land or on in there? <laughs> in air. Good question. <laughs> it seems so, like that could be difficult to control. The way that was described in the series was that Mike Tyson um, raised these pigeons, and they are—I guess they're called homing pigeons—but they oh, yeah. they roost where you are, and then all day long they go out and fly, and then they come home each night to rest and roost, and. Uh, then they would do these races where you let the pigeons all go and mm-hmm. then all, everyone else does too. And basically you try to collect your competitors, pigeons and like take them for your own. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's probably not for the pigeons, but maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but this I don't is- know. The pigeons are like, Oh, they want me. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's enough of me to go around boys. Yeah. Take a number. Uh, Rosie Perez was one of the people in the docuseries and she said this is like a way of escapism and it's just like a fun hobby yeah. for people in the projects. And so anyway, he raised these pigeons and he was bullied in school probably be- in yeah. part because of um, his speech, but also because he was um, unhygienic and considered mm. to be, they called uh, him dirty. dirty we, we would call that neglect. Of course. Yeah, yeah, he but was kids being abused, right? Yeah, and so um, one of his bullies came over and was like torturing <sighs> him, and then said he picked up one of the pigeons, and Mike was like, you know, please don't hurt my pigeons. Like they were his Aww. only source of love, and yeah. the guy twisted the pigeon head <gasps> off right in front of Mike. No, and they said that that was a turning point in his life yeah. where yeah. he beat the living hell out of this guy. And nothing was ever the same ever again because that was, to him, his family. Yeah. That is so heartbreaking. Fuck that guy. Right? But you know what? He deserved to get his ass kicked. Another thing, though, that's weird is, like, Mike Tyson is a rapist. You know, he went to prison. I don't forget about this Right, but this is what I find so interesting is that I think people really are so enamored with him and he's such like a uh, like it's almost like he's an underdog even though he was an a heavyweight yeah. champion yeah i do see it like that too you're right and you kind of like just feel bad for him even though he does these hideous things he beat up his wife he admitted oh to it and went to jail for rape and this oh. is a villain in every other scenario but for some for reason people are still rooting for him and i think he's even more popular now than before i think so too i think the show or the movie um uh what the fuck was that movie he was the the hangover helped <gasps> right because it became like a novelty yeah and he was just sort I think of he like falls into that category right obviously i think mm-hmm. it would be different if he were accused of that stuff now, maybe? Wow. I don't know. I've I totally, know. totally forget about that. And there is something about, I think the lisp also in a weird mm-hmm. way it plays a factor in there. Yeah, it's like almost it's like almost a almost like we infantilize him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Susie, we're on the same page. Yeah. Because yeah. this would not be true for Peculiar. pretty much any other person, especially right. a heavyweight champion who right. is just incredible man that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh burger time so sit back get comfortable carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you i could stay here forever carvana 
where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Like, when you saw the documentary, did you see the Surviving R. Kelly documentary? No. Oh, God. Okay, well, then they don't I can't believe you watched that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Was it triggering? No, because mine happened to me when I was a child. And, you know, I'm, there's, of course, Aaliyah that she was like 15. Mm-hmm. But it, I was my, it's the children, the ones with children that are really triggering for me. Yeah. Not the, not well, as much. Well, they are underage, with, but yes, I mean, technically I mean, children. But. Yes, uh, yes, correct. I'm more like a younger child. Yeah. Somebody who, who I felt like there was like a mirror, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what about that series, though? Um, well, I was going to ask if it, like, when I watched that, R. Kelly was definitely the, um, uh, the villain, like the the bat. Like we we you were don't definitely feel bad for anti. Him. Nope, not for a fucking second. Mm-hmm. And I was I want I was wondering if it had a similar or different tone, or if there was you know. Because it doesn't seem like it does. No. This is more like... I think they do a good job of explaining the complexities and the yeah. the ways that he is not a hero. Mm-hmm. But I kind of appreciate the more balanced look, which I think mm-hmm. most people probably would think is offensive. But I guess it's because I interact with criminals uh, all the time. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Because they are you, still Well, people. you connect to the human. Yes. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. But like, I don't know. He's just, I, I look forward to continuing to watch because I want to see how it plays out and if they keep that tone yeah. throughout. Yeah. But, oh, so it's like a mini series, like a series. Yeah. Yeah. So I will okay. keep you posted on that. But yeah. Where can we find this? This one was on um, Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so wow. that was great. Wow, wow, wow. Um, and that actually reminds me, I did read this article about, I think it was in Atlantic, and it was about the the appeal of perversity, sort of like why we all want to watch true crime stuff or... Okay. Yeah, like that kind of like thing. I, the weird yes. thing is I finished the article and I'm still like, but wait, what is the appeal? Because they were, they were saying like, <laughs> you know, that let's say you look at a beautiful icicle, that there's something... Uh, that happens when you look at it the fragility of it where you kind of like want to smash it yeah and like we all know that feeling yeah but huh that's interesting yeah like what is that impulse in the human mind oh it might be i would go ahead go ahead no you you it's so fun well they were it's funny that you brought up the um pink elephant in the last episode because that that's an example that they use to help explain it that Mm. What the brain does when you say, don't think about pink elephants, is it literally your brain scans itself and finds any kind of like pink elephant content Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. puts it into this other category and says like, we're not supposed to be thinking about that. But in turn, you end up thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a glitch. (laughs) And they were saying also that the way of survival is sort of considering all the ways you could be harmed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like maybe coming up with an escape plan a bit for sure that is your brain's job and the better we are at coming the 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 more finely tuned our brains are at doing that like the more creative we are the more uh 
options and the more of these like crazy scenarios our brain comes up with. So like, you know, I, I, I tell people who are experiencing those kind of anxious thoughts, like, are, are you a creative person? Oh yeah, totally. Well, what makes you think you're going to be creative and thinking about, well, what do I want to draw and not be creative about like thinking, what are the thousand ways I could die right now? <laughs> like it's the same muscle. We can't just right. be like selective of like when we're going to use it and when we're not going to use it. Right. Well, yeah. one thing I'm definitely going to use is uh, my cans of huzzah to oh, yum. satiate my thirst. So yummy. Give Huzz- me all the pear. Get the juicy pear. Juicy they also pear. have strawberry and hibiscus, raspberry, lemon. They're, all the flavors are good, really. I like I having tried a strawberry and hibiscus. I oh, you like it? That. It's really nice, and it goes great with cocktails. I, lo- I'm just I love saying. hibiscus. Yeah. I personally love Huzzah because they add probiotics, and you know, I'm always trying to get my gut right. <laughs> like, yeah. Susie needs to pay attention to her gut, and but they're tasty and exhilarating, and they feel so refreshing. Um, I just think that you guys would love them, and they're just great to have on hand for cocktails or just as they are. Get your cooler ready. Stock up on Huzzah Probiotic Seltzer by using code BRAINCANDY for 20% off your order at drinkhuzzah.com. That's code BRAINCANDY for 20% off at drinkhuzzah.com. One of the things that they mentioned, though, is, well, first of all, they mentioned in this article about perversity how... Teenagers are have much higher rates of this sort of behavior where oh, of course like if you, yeah and the, everyone would be like oh, yes obviously yeah, underdeveloped prefrontal cortex and inability to control impulse impulse control yeah and so like if you pull them and say like how many people like if you ask them to fill out a survey do you have a um, prosthetic limb they will say mm-hmm. yes even though they don't what like there's no they don't get anything out of it right they they get no reward. Okay. This kind of goes in line with the, my theory on uh, the icicle because I think there's okay. a, there's one okay. other little thing in there that this is just Sarah's got a theory. What the fuck do I know? Um, there's a little bit of me that says it's about control. It's about like uh, uh, not being like, told what to do. Yeah, like I as a human have agency or have the ability to impact my environment in the way that I want it. And it makes it like this feeling of if I wanted to break that, I could. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's like a power thing. And I bet somebody who is more dominant or more alpha maybe in a Mm -hmm. way might have stronger feelings like that. Just a theory. Well, and if teenagers feel like they're constantly under the thumb of authority, parents and teachers, then that might be their way of showing autonomy. And all yes. that stuff. Like, I can't control a lot, but I can control, you know, like... But it's just my like... My brother was one where they would just, like, destroy things. I'm like, what the right, fuck Right, that's the doing? thing. They're universe. like agents of chaos, and they yes. get nothing out of it. Like, besides right. maybe a, a rush of adrenaline or something, that's you know? That's it. Yeah, it is. And it's usually done in groups, though. <laughs> right, that's true. Because if it is by yourself, it takes on more of, like, a... Ew. Deviance. Right. Yeah. Oh, so it, it's like a establishing hierarchy, establishing dominance in the in the peer group and like a hierarchy and, and where you fall in line. Yeah, I can see that. And, and it was even saying that um, being told to keep something secret can, under some circumstance, increase the odds of someone revealing it. Oh, for sure. Tell me what you, you just think that's like a taboo, like sexy thing. Oh, I think they, it, it's what you're saying. It's like 
don't say it, don't say it. And then you, you just say it. There's like this pressure that builds up if you don't know how to handle that. For some reason, it's more appealing when we know we shouldn't do it. How odd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except over here. I love keeping secrets. (laughs) I just feel like they maybe still don't have the answer. That's why when I finished the article, I'm like, wait, did you tell me? For sure. (laughs) They don't have it. Right? Because it's just like this weird... They're just serious. And how do we know? We don't know. But do you think any animal ever does something just to fuck up something else? No. Besides humans? No. I think... Well, and even humans, I think that everything we do serves a function. Everything we do serves a a function, even if it... it, And it's to keep us safe or um, uh, establish our place in the, like, system. Which is essentially, which is essentially safety and like security. But every, even if they're decisions that we don't like, like you know, even if it's a decision to say like choose to, I don't know, do drugs, it's to not experience the sad feelings you're feeling. So it serves the doing the drugs serves the function of making you not experience sad feelings or whatever yeah. it is. It's not that right way to do it but every single thing we do serves a function so i think that you have to look at like what's the function of that behavior and then when you understand that you can change the behavior okay so if you what function though does sort of wreaking havoc what establishing you your place in the in the like if it's a bunch of teenage boys i can definitely think of like my little brother mm. used to have this like crew he would hang out with mm-hmm. and they would just like you said like just raise like just be like what do you call them? Something of chaos. Agents of chaos. Yes. So funny. And they would just do shit like, oh my God, I'm totally going to like call him. I don't even know if he could say this. Like, what if he gets in trouble for this? He won't. No, I can't even say it. It happened wow. like years ago. There's probably a statute of limitations. They, oh my God. Him, was, him and his friends went to this like abandoned or like old, like it, shit had been there for a long time. And like, it was a construction site that nobody had been working on. And there was like a, I don't know, an old trailer. They just like tore that shit up and like took baseball bats to that. And just <laughs> fucked shit up. Like, you know, like people who want to like, br- like jump on top of a car and just like smash windows and things like that. Do you think like it's it, too- how much of that do you think is just sexual frustration? None. Well, totally that's, unrelated. And that serves a function. It serves a function to, to release the, those, that that pent up feeling of whatever it is. Well, because I mean, maybe men are more likely to do it, and I know some of that is social conditioning. Yes, but some of it is chemical. Yeah, and I also think it has to do with how we interact with our environment. Mm-hmm. Men are tend to be more of the they like I mean, like they're women, allowed to show different. anger. They're, yeah, yeah, and and then the like yeah, there's a lot there. There are a lot of layers to that. Okay, understanding that. That's interesting. Just something to think about, Sarah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on. Let's see. What do I want to talk to you about? Mm, okay. Mm. Are you a person that prays? Yeah. Well, I, you call it whatever you want. I, I'll, I call it setting intentions or like sometimes if I'm in a real witchy mood, casting spells. It's the same <laughs> shit. Can you give me like a summary of like what that would be? be like do you say like Uh, dear god or anything no it's more like uh uh an intention and a a awareness of like the collective consciousness and like a tapping into like a universal energy source so i'll um and most of the time it's a, a lot of times it's an expression of gratitude 
So just recognizing all the things that I'm grateful for. And I try to like take the, the feeling of oneness and light around me and in nature and everything like that and bring that into my heart space and share it and like imagine it being this um, kind of like cyclical or like circular like I give it gives to me I give mm-hmm. it to it and like it then Do, I and you don't address anybody it. or and you don't say like oh, universe you know, so it, or... I do say universe sometimes mm-hmm. yes I go oh thank you and sometimes I say god Okay. Okay. I totally mix it up and, and it depends on what I'm feeling. And sometimes I say mother earth and sometimes I say, yeah, it's, it could be depending on who I'm talking to. Okay. Which is curious. How about you? Oh yeah. I pray every night and, but, and I do it in the same way that I always did, even though I don't have those, um, particular theological beliefs anymore because I enjoy it and it feels comforting and nice. And you know, it does, it's, you know, it's a, it's a nice ritual. I like routine. The, the, yes, mm-hmm. I love that. And of course, the you're so good at having routine. It's so fantastic. Um, if you're my client, just gold stars all all the time for your routine. <laughs> I don't really hand out gold stars, but I like to say that to them. <laughs> gold star for you. Hey, um, you should give them gold stars, though. I bet they would God, really go for that. I bet they would. I, I would as a client, for sure. If you're ever in sure. the office, you know? You know? Yeah, right? Well, but I think it's the same. It's, it's, it's semantics. I mean, it's the same... Call, call it whatever you want. It's it's doing the same thing. I agree. And this article that I read said that prayer and psychedelics have the same effect. Um, uh-huh. That they both produce alterations of perceptions yes. and mood and like yes. have um, antidepressant and analgistic properties. Yes. Okay. So. I totally understand this. And this was in psychology today. Love that. Yeah. It makes total sense. And I've never done psychedelics, but for me, I'm mm-hmm. just like, well, then psychedelics must suck because I have never felt like alter. Well, rarely felt mm-hmm. that transcendent sort of like mm-hmm. mood altering thing. Maybe I think I'm if doing you were to utilize, I think if you were to utilize, because what it really, I mean, in, in my understanding of it, what we're really talking about here is, you know, when people say like raise your vibration or raise your frequency yeah. and those kind of like mm-hmm. hippity dippity things. Sure. That's measurable. We mm-hmm. know that the brain is, uh, it has like electrical impulses and it does have a frequency and it can be measured. And so when the, and this lines up with the brain states that we learned about in what happened in the book, what happened to you mm-hmm. in Oprah's book. Mm-hmm. So we know that the brain produces a different frequency when it is in a fear, depression, sadness, a place of negative emotion. We are in a, that's in a place of alarm, fear, terror. That produces a fundamentally different brain wave. Then when you are in a place of calm, in a place of being centered and you're, you vibrate at a different frequency, you put out different, uh, there's a different frequency. So I bet if you were to use something like, what did they call binaural beats, where they have, mm-hmm. they play a different frequency in each ear and then your brain naturally like balances out and finds the, mm, it matches that in some mm-hmm. weird way that I don't mm-hmm. really know the details of, Yeah, but it, you can stimulate that and you can, you can create that. And when your brain is in those states, the hormones, the, the good stuff, the serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, uh, all that kind of stuff, it starts to flow in. 
Which is the stuff that's released when you are, uh, with the exception of serotonin, that's like the gut area too. But still kind of, I would imagine a good mood would make you feel like that. But uh, yeah. What gives me those chemicals also is watching old family movies and looking through pictures. Thanks to Legacy Bra. Absolutely it would. Which is such fun because you can digitize all those old VHS or even reels, whatever you have collecting dust in your family attic you can digitize and then enjoy them or give them as a gift to your parents your grandparents and then you can actually watch and view so those special memories with your family i think it's such a nice thing it's a great gift and uh you know can help give you something to talk about over thanksgiving or whatever like <laughs> That's the other thing, too. Like, you're going to be with so these cute. people anyway. So you want to talk about all the good times. Yes. You should um, visit LegacyBox.com slash brain to take advantage of this limited time offer for 50% off and discover the magic of bringing your past back into view anytime, anywhere. Take yes. advantage of this exclusive offer today and then use their kit whenever you're ready. That's LegacyBox.com slash brain oh, to save that. 50% off. LegacyBox.com slash brain and you guys know i did that with my old vhs and then my brother just did it um for his wife she just passed away but they um she was in the ohio state marching band and he's going to digitize all of her old um, performances which i cannot wait to watch i love that that is Susie. you like gave me like the perfect tie in here but I, i think that you know in this theme of of rituals and of that kind of stuff that those you know if you do have somebody who is maybe older or is just their health is declining yeah. that doing those kind of things and creating that that memory while they're still around and like including yeah, them in that process is so thing. healing and so beautiful and will absolutely be beneficial for every single person it just is well that. and i feel like to do it before you even need it too yes and yes. then you know whenever you're in the oh, mood for like let me see what what went on and then you can watch all that old stuff and it really is amazing to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyway uh but yeah the prayer and psychedelics thing i i totally know what you're saying and on paper i'm like yes and i have experienced that transcendence in Mm -hmm. religious settings for sure but i can't say maybe ever that i've had it through prayer i think maybe you've had well you're not i don't think you're doing it wrong at all i think also that it could be very you know if 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 you're thinking of it as this path you're walking or the mountain you're going up right the and the top of the mountain is this place of like you know that knowing or that enlightenment or that feeling of of oneness whatever it may be uh, taking psychedelics is like taking the tram to get up there and uh, doing it via meditation or prayer is like walking. Yeah, maybe and, I'm always in the state. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's much slower and it's much, it's not as noticeable and you're more, uh, it's, it could just be that the, the um, ways that you're experiencing that aren't as, as, like big or extreme as mm-hmm. when you're you're in that but yeah, i bet like that the the there's a there's a trick that i learned that I, I mean i didn't learn that i just felt like this worked for me like i had this kind of like aha meditation moment 
and I don't know if there's any truth to this. This is Sarah's got a theory shit. Um, so when I started getting like really into meditation and with, and like focusing on doing it a lot and really just thinking about that awareness of my mind and of like what frequency my brain's at and utilizing some of those tools. And you know how we talk, like I am, I got a pretty good like mind body connection. Like I can tell like when I'm ovulating, like I, I can feel, it feels like I can feel the hair on my body growing sometimes. And so I, I feel this sensation of like a buzzing or like a glow around the crown of my head. And so I really try to focus on that and try to create this feeling of a glow, of a buzz, of a, a, you know, some sensation around my head. And I feel like the more connected and the more like spiritually centered I am, the easier that is and the stronger that feeling is. And as I was meditating one day, I had this like click where I thought about how saints and you know, people who are, are spiritual or whatevs are depicted in, in photos and like what a halo is. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh my God, maybe that's what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the halo is just like a glow around your crown area. And I think I feel that. I mean, I'm not a saint over here, but I feel like that's tapping into that spirituality. Like that, there's a reason, like that represents somebody, something. Why did they pick a halo? Why Mm -hmm. is that a thing? I think there's a connection there. This is Sarah's got a theory, but if you want, if that feels good for you, run with it. Yeah, right. It's got to mean something. I feel like it does. Because what else? What? Give me a, give me another explanation for why that is something that's universally depicted. Yeah, you tell me, losers. Different cultures, different religions, different backgrounds, different practices of spirituality, all with that same kind of glow around the head. That kind of tells me that maybe we should be like focusing on that. I think I, I will. Okay, so maybe that'll help. Maybe you could just try that and like see what that does. See if like when you pray, like maybe that you'll be able to have more awareness of those those psychedelic feelings because that shit feels psychedelic to me. Oh, I like that. And I'm scared of doing drugs. Like I'm scared of mushrooms. I'm scared. Like I've been offered them so frequently, like recently, and I just what I'm good. I don't want to take the tram. Who is I want to just walk. You drugs. Well, like my ex-boyfriends do that. And then um, uh, uh, who else? Sometimes like uh, we, we've had some, uh, you know, Brain Candy listeners, shout out to all you guys who are like, hey, if you ever need a hookup, I got you. Wait, they know They know who they're like, talking to. Wh- like no, mushrooms. Heroin. Oh. <laughs> not black tar. Susie, you said psychedelics. Black tar heroin okay. is not a psychedelic. I know that. I just thought you said drugs in general. No, I nobody's offering know. me dr- just like they, they like okay. can sense, you know, that I'm a hippie over here. Gotcha. And they're like, hey, if you if you need some, I got you. And maybe it was that picture of a mushroom I put up on your on my Instagram from your garden. People were Good. like, hey, hey, want no. that. <laughs> hey, you know, and right. I've done DMT and, and everything I learned in that. I'm like, no, I'm good. I have I feel like I know I, I get it from doing that. And you only really have to do it once. I do love a me. shortcut, though. It's nice for. Yeah. Know, yeah. You're in the mood. Yes. I mean, not that I've ever done it. I can't even yeah. get my cushy punch. Sarah says there's a shortage. Oh, my God. God damn, is. Susan, COVID. trying so hard. And then I keep, then they'll like be like, oh, yeah, it's in your cart. And then I'll order it. And then they'll call me and be like, oh, would you like the the sativa? No, she would not. I mean, no, I would not. <laughs> she. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, hey, I appreciate the effort. Yeah, I'm going to keep trying. Um, can I tell you something that you don't even have to try? 
you just will enjoy it, which is KiwiCo, because they will send yes. you a box to entertain your beautiful children or your friend's beautiful children. And they get to learn super cool, like steamy stuff. Science. And hey, you're like in the flow when you're doing stuff like that, which is very connected. Very. You might mm-hmm. get a little bit of a, you know, chemical moment where yes. you're feeling pretty great. Because the thing is, it's hard to keep kids engaged without screens. And this is such a wonderful option because they don't, this isn't drudgery. This does not feel like homework. Kids are so excited when their box comes. It feels like it's just for them. Didn't you love getting mail when you were a kid? I still oh, do. My, we've already talked about the sticker yeah, club. I love right. it. Like kids love getting their oh, own Oh, you mail. sent me mail the other day. I loved that. It's the best. Yeah. So it's cute. so fun to get a surprise package. And these come each month and they're catered to their age and they get to do a fun project. You can do it with them or they could do it on their own. And it's just really fun stuff that you can keep and enjoy and play with. With KiwiCo, there's something for every kid or kid at heart every month. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash brain candy. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash brain candy. Such fun for kids or adults to enjoy a little project. Yes. All right. Um uh, 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 okay, I read this article about, I think this was in Vox, and it was just about influencer speech, the way oh. that they talk. Yep. Um, and oh my God. it was really interesting. Um, they were talking about YouTube and TikTok. And it is crazy to me to watch children adopt this way of speaking. Like, how do you interpret it? What does it sound like to you? Hi, guys. Welcome to my channel. I just want to say... <laughs> I am so excited for you to be here. Make sure you like and subscribe. Okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they use certain words and they it says that their pronunciation and pacing of the way they speak is altered versus like how you would in a normal conversation totally. just in real life. Um, they did a poll to find out like how they all began. And of course, as you said, hey guys is still the number oh one. Oh, we can it's so... Say- Crazy. Hi, friends. Hello, everyone. Or something like whenever I'm on um, 15 Minutes of Blame, I always go, hello, everyone. Yes, I love that. You've got to have an intro, though. Everybody has like a little thing that they do. And I guess, hey, guys, is the general popular one. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, mm, you know, what we have to say about that. What? Just guys. Like that we're, once again, just. I'm torn about that. I'm adopting y'all. Don't do it. Why? I just, I don't love it. Why don't you love it? <laughs> oh my God. I had no idea this was going to be our next fight. I guess it's not really. I'm kidding. You know how when you don't like someone, a particular person, if whatever they do, then you hate it whenever anyone else does it? Oh, my, you don't? Okay. Got my it. mortal enemy says that okay. word and it just okay. like okay. triggers me. But it is so charming. I will not say it around you. <laughs> But, like, also, wouldn't it be kind of like an affectation since you're not from the South? No, I say it more often than you think. Then I'm like, I, I do say it. Give me an example. I feel like. Like, you're not saying. Like I write it. Are y'all coming yeah. to whatever? No, I say. Oh, do I say it? I think I write it more than I say it now. God, Listen. Don't do it, Sarah. Y'all are going to love this. Maybe yeah. if you said you all. I would be yeah. less disturbed. 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, I did see like this Venn diagram of like gays and people from the South and use of y'all and there that being the overlap. Ooh, the and I was like thing. feeling it. Oh yeah, because it's it's gender. It's all inclusive. It's like like I, I I'm gonna find that post. I saved it. Okay. Because I was like, oh, Susie well, would like that's, this. Well, that's better than if it's yeah. also gay approved. Yes, totally. Like, I mean, I mean so I hear on Instagram. So Maybe try it out. But if yeah. it sounds ridiculous, I'm going to tell you. Oh, that's totally fair. Okay. And then you I'll, can do with that whatever you want. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they, they referred to it as intellectual used car salesman talk as well. Oh, my God. Where it's so accurate. They're trying to sound articulate but they're also trying to sell you a bunch of shit um god and then they said the tiktok voice is more of like a sped up monotone as opposed to the drawn out dramatics of youtube yes and you have to speed it up because you got to get that shit in in 30 or 60 seconds well yeah and they said evidently they're beta testing three minute ones so some people the, have, i got i am i oh, you're that. in the you're in the yep. test that's why you were able to see three minutes of me flower arranging the other day holy heck it was nice. Somebody gave me the best compliment I think maybe I've ever received who said, this has Mr. Rogers energy. And I was like, oh, Lord. oh, I can die now. I got to watch that one. I'm like, uh, oh, my God. Thank you. Best compliment ever. So, yeah, I'm into it. Basically, they say that they weirdly pronounce every little bit too much. And um, so- like they tend to drag out both vowels and consonants so oftentimes people will do one or the other but on youtube and tiktok it tends to be both like they're just over enunciating i can see the reasons for this you know because as soon as they had or at least in my mind when i'm doing the creating of when i'm like making a tiktok or something they when i in the beginning when i was not pronouncing pronouncing everything the auto captions weren't catching it so, no. because I want the auto captions to be right, I make sure I pronounce everything. That's not how okay. An that on makes this. sense. And then um, I don't want there to ever be. There's like this part of me that doesn't want any dead air, doesn't want any moments of silence. Mm-hmm. So you kind of drag the letters out and make them while you form your thoughts. While you form your thoughts, yeah. They also said that people tend to say um, the like, for instance, the word "the." They will tend to say "the" instead of "the." This is the best thing I've ever... Yeah, yeah, it adds an extra emphasis onto it. Right. And then yes. they also pointed out how they tend to make it a collective noun, mm-hmm. like saying, or a pronoun, like, we're going to do this today instead of saying, I, I'm going to do this thing. You can literally watch the evolution of me fall into this, all of these things, in the TikTok video. I have a TikTok video that's probably like two or three in there where I'm walking Bo, or I know I'm with Bo, and I say... Okay, we're going to, and I'm like, who's we? It's just me here anyway. Like, and right. I say that in the video. So this is, this is so happening. <laughs> what is that about? And I am, I have with absolutely no intent, like, in, uh, it wasn't my, I didn't put any thought into it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I find myself falling into all of these. So now I'm like trying to basically explain my own behavior. Look at like, well, what, no. what could that be? Look at the function of what that can serve. But it is so funny that now that I think that I do all those things now. I wonder too, if it's watching videos informs how you then make your own. Yes. Or for it's sure. just like knowledge of 
an audience can change. But we have an audience here, and I don't feel like we talk like that. No, we don't. We're just, I'm very much normal talking here. Right. So it's yeah. more just knowing this is what's expected on this. And it's looking in the camera, too. Because okay. I do a similar thing. I would say if you were, I would, I did a similar thing in my OTFs or when I, like, those are on the fly interviews when we would, um, uh, back in, you know, the MTV reality show days or challenge days, they would interview us just, you know, on the fly. And it felt, I would do, I think I would do those kind of things then when it feel, and I could see my, and then sometimes in the interviews when it feels like I can see my own reflection, I can see how I'm emoting. I emote more in the OTF or yeah. on TikTok and or on uh, uh, both. And the, the other place where I'm trying to think of a, a, a place where I would have done this outside of, you know, right. and I can see the reason I can feel it feels very kind of similar. And it, it wasn't when they were just like filming me in the house. It would be when I'm in an interview and I would get especially um, it feels like more official. When, yeah, when mm-hmm. I could see my own reflection in, like, the oh, camera. Oh, yeah. You know? Yes, I do know that. That, I, I then can see how I look, and then I think I do bigger facial e- expressions because I'm really trying to... Like, I feel like that on Zoom, too. Mm, if you mm-hmm. can see yourself, depends on whether you turn that yeah. off. But. Oh, I turn that off now because yeah. it started being a distraction. I started to think, I'm like, am I watching myself or am I... Con-? Like, mm-hmm. this isn't the Sarah show. Turn that off. So, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's always the Sarah show, okay. Let's be real. Keeping in the influencer genre thingy. Yeah. Good um, article. This was um, an article about how Norway is punishing influencers who don't label things as retouched in their sponsored posts. Good. I think we should be doing that. I do too. I think it's false advertising. Come on. What the fuck? And like the, all those gym people who then are wearing like the butt pads. I've seen that. What? Have you seen this? Oh no. my god! I'm gonna send. I'm gonna find that. There's there's definitely a clip that I saw. Okay, I have to write that down. Butt pads. Um, I'm gonna need some context when I write down butt pads on my paper. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So what um, are they so it's doing? Like they're like fitness, you know, Instagrammy yes. fitness people, and they'll be mm-hmm. like just doing squats, like with, and then you know it'll be a, a chick who's got like those. Like pads, like she's, you know, takes them and adjusts them and, and they're like moving, you know, moving her fake butt all around and she's there selling like, I don't know, slim tea or whatever the fuck they sling. Stupid. So they try to make it look like just those squats created this new bomb. Correct. Yeah. Wow. I mean. And I think even when they're not selling something, it's also in just like they're representing themselves as that, which you can't, you can't you know, ding somebody for, but when it's the products, I feel like you have to do that. Don't be selling me toothpaste with the, with your white and whitened teeth and your, you know, fixed up like face tuning app or whatevs or. Haven't you ever been with people, I don't know, from the challenge or otherwise who online look totally different? I, that happened to me with someone from the challenge who I'd never met in real life and had only seen on social media and on the show. And then when I met her in real life, I was like, whoa, that's a different person entirely. I, I don't know if I can even think about if, if that's a feeling I've had. I don't know. I'd have to, I, I can't think of anybody. I feel like most, of, most people, 
I met and then some. Yeah, probably. You know, so like that direction, I feel like I didn't notice it as much. Well, okay, but even so, you've lived with these people, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Then you see their pictures on Instagram. Do they still make you feel that pang of like, wow, that person's so beautiful and I wish I looked like them? No. Or are you like, I know what they really look like? They're uh, not at all. Not within. Oh, there are some exceptions who I just think are the most beautiful people. Like Cam. uh, I don't know her last name. What's her? I don't know. But, you know, Cam and Leroy, Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. Cam is like so fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I look at her and I'm like, you are a goddess on earth. Huh. But you've met her. Like, no, not in real life. Okay. So I don't know, maybe she, like, but to me, she just is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the example I have because I can't think of, I'm trying to think of somebody but else I who I have that. But I think that's why you think that though, because you've never seen her just sort of living her life, which she is beautiful, yeah. but there's just a yeah. different level when you've only ever seen someone polished. It, yeah. Oh, that's, that's just true. true. That's totally true. Yeah, that is true. And we have like this ex, yeah. I, I wonder... That's why I try to not be polished on mine. I love that about you. I try to keep it filter-free as much as possible. Yes, you're Unless, very like, real and yeah. very, um, like, you show each side. So sometimes you're done yeah. up, sometimes you just woke up, sometimes you're going yep. for a run. I love that about you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Some guy left a message the other day that said something about, I'm, I have to find it because it... it I mean, I know that it was nice, but there's mm-hmm. a part of me that was like, huh, yeah, I hate uh, that. you don't have to say it like that. Or like, it's great that you don't find, like, you don't feel that you need makeup or something. Like the he way it was that. said. Let me, let me find it. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to say it, it, cause I know it's meant as a compliment, but, oh, I love how you don't bother with makeup. <laughs> that made me, that was like, yeah, I don't bother with like, I agree. That kind of sat wrong with me. Well, I was like, what, yes, what the fuck do you mean by that? Men have no idea when you are not right. wearing it and when you are. Like, and I wear like three things. So like the different, like, is it that I just don't have mascara on that day? Like that's it. I don't that's know what a else you compliment. Yeah, it felt like that. So I was, I don't, I don't know what I responded, but. I'm, I really Probably am trying to be subtly. more like that. That's why I posted the ping pong picture that we laughed about privately, you and I. Yeah, Where, I because like obviously not flattering, but hilarious. It's so funny that you think that's not. I think that is not not flattering. Oh my god! Well, that's wrong. You're nice so silly. Love is blind, Sarah. But oh. I'm just saying, like everyone has pictures that they wouldn't post, right? And I'm trying to get more comfortable with that because who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? But, but we all do. That's the thing, right? So, like, I want to get less like that, you know? You know, I I was watching something that said, you know, when it was, like, how to be successful on social media or on whatever it is, TikTok Mm -hmm. or anything. And it said, like, find your niche. Like, find your niche, whatever. Yeah. And, like, 
pick what you are and then keep representing that. And I was like, okay, I'm just like, you can be yourself person. Yeah. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be like, like show up as you. That is my, that is my brand. I hate when they say that though. I know that's the advice that everyone gives that you got to find your own niche or brand or whatever, but that is such an incomplete picture. We're a lot of things. Oh, I think they mean just for like, if you want to have a million TikTok followers, you oh, can't yeah. be doing like I some know. dance moves and some cooking and some this, sure. because I mean, then and that's people don't Twitter feel like too. To, uh, you know, I yeah. know why people follow oh. me on Twitter and then right. I want to provide that to them. But it does yeah. feel like, I don't know, limiting. But it totally right. is. If you want to be it an totally influencer, is. you have to do that. And it's like your brand. It's like you're a, a this is a restaurant. What kind of food? You, can, you sure. Don't be Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. Can't have everything. Yeah. No, everybody's overwhelmed with that menu. So, But for regular people, go. please just, just be you. Just be you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to limit yourself. You can be all yeah. the things. You can be a mom and... A, f- a big fan of brain candy. You know what I mean? Yes. Let's and if you are, you should like leave us a five-star yeah. review. Leave us a five-star review because we talk <sighs> about Cock Dick Johnson. Oh, my God. That we was t- funny. <laughs> we talk about the complexities of Mike Tyson's legacy. We yes. talked about perversity and why oh, we kind of love the- staring at train wrecks. The thing that stood out in my mind was pigeons in that whole story, which is weird. Me, too. I was like, oh, you remember those pigeons? Oh, right. That was in the Mike Tyson story. Well, and I get, Gretchen's watched, my sister Gretchen has watched the whole series and she, I I get the impression the pigeons come up again. Like, I don't think we're done with the pigeons, but I'll keep you posted. And don't forget to pray or do psychedelics, you know, if you want a little bit of a zhuzh. There you go. And then tell us all about it because we love hearing the stories. Yeah. And leave us a five-star review, please. Yes. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.